Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to The Soul Story, where we share stories and save souls. Thank you for tuning in to another transformative soul care soul story. I am so happy to have a new guest to begin a new series with you today. My guest today is none other than Sandina Neely, and she is the director of the Ministry of Youth. Sandina, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Sandina, today we chose a very interesting biblical story to unpack, and um, as women, I couldn't think of a better host to join me, or co-host to join me with this session. And so we're going to get right into it. And for those of you who are listening, we're going to be sharing today about the woman with the issue of blood. And one of the things I like about the scripture is that doesn't give us a name, so we can't use a name, but we do know what this woman's scenario was. And we're going to be looking at it from the Mark, um, from Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. And Sandino, we're just going to go straight into the story. So tell me, when you, when was the first time that you can recall hearing the story about the woman with the issue of blood? I was a little girl when I heard it, and so it was quite perplexing. I just kept thinking, wow, what happened to her? Yeah, and I, I too can't specifically recall, but I'm sure I was probably a teenager when I began to um, resonate with the story, and particularly when I learned her scenario or her issue was one that related to blood. And we heard a lot of, if we read a lot of of the Old Testament stories, we would understand what the culture was at that time regarding women with issues of blood or regarding the menstrual cycle. And so the story in Mark, it's one of those interesting stories in that this is a miracle that takes place as Jesus was en route to another miracle. So that's funny that he wasn't really about this woman with the issue of blood, but he was about another scenario, uh, um, handling another issue, and then comes the story in the middle of that story. What What does that tell you as a woman that, you know, sometimes we're praying to God and feel as if we're not being answered? What does that... What does that tell tell you? So sometimes it can be viewed as an unintentional miracle, but I think the lesson that it teaches us is that there is no coincidence with God. He has everything so perfectly calibrated and orchestrated that even though we see this uh, particular miracle nestled in and on the well, you know, while Jesus was on the way, it's nestled right here in, into this passage. We can see that there was lots of intention in this story with her, uh, you know, everything that she went through, all the throngs of people that she had to bypass and literally crawl on the ground to get to her healing. And so, whereas people may think it's unintentional, God is super intentional about us and he never forgets us. Yeah, that's that's really powerful because, like you said, it shows her intentionality in pursuing Jesus at the time. And I like how in Mark verse five, Mark chapter five, verse twenty-five, where it says that now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians, and it goes on to talk about her financial status. She had spent all that she had 
but didn't grow better, but rather grew worse. I know for a lot of people, sometimes we see our conditioning worsening. We um, And imagine you already see your health failing and financially you've lost everything. But you talked about the intentionality. She did not give up. She was still intentional about receiving a miracle. This is an absolutely resilient woman. Mm-hmm. If resilience was a person, it has to be her. <laughs> like you have to see her when you when you look up resilience in the dictionary. It has to be this lady, and we don't. We that's probably why we don't know her name because there are so many different adjectives that we can use to describe her. And in this moment, I choose resilience because. After all this time, she could have given up on a miracle. She could have given up on a healing. She could have, even seeing all the people, she could have said, oh, wow, it's just so many people. I'll never get to Jesus. I'll never get to my healing. But she was so resilient where she was able to gather herself and get to where she needed to be to access the healing that she needed. I, I like the story because, like you said, even about her pursuing her her um, healing, she didn't go straight up into Jesus' face. She understood the protocol was that, hey, I probably shouldn't even be here. But yet she came behind him in the crowd. And the scripture talks about her touching him. One of the things that really um, resonated with me was the self-talk she had, the conversation she had with herself prior to touching him. Because when we look at verse 28 in Mark chapter 5, it says, for she said, if I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, you're a person, I know that you've, I've, I've, I've heard you speak about self-care and self-talk. How important was those words that she said to herself? So listen, self-coaching and self-talk are some of the most powerful things that we can have in our arsenal against things like doubt and fear and worry and guilt and shame, all of which this woman had to endure over all of these years. But there was something so deep on the inside of her that she was able to tell herself, self, if you could only touch just but the hem of his garment, she didn't even touch the man himself. She said, if I may only touch the hem of his garment, you, you, can, you, can you think of the amount of faith that she had to have to think that touching an article of clothing would give her healing that she sought with many physicians, paid so much money and had so much suffering for 12 long years. And you put all your faith and your trust in touching the hem of Jesus's garment. That I think is powerful. And so she had to coach herself and she had to talk to herself and she had to say, self, do this one thing. And so she was in again concerned about all the people and you know all that was going on or even where he was going because sometimes we, we we talk ourselves out of things and say well this person is too busy or they don't have time or maybe I'm not important but she put herself first on this particular day and we are all the better because she chose to coach herself that day and to put herself first when she easily could have you know chosen otherwise and, and you highlighted that self-coaching and how important that is because 
remove, remove from her intentional actions, her being intentional in terms of putting her place in a position. Uh, she paid attention to what was happening around her because they, the, the scripture talks about her hearing that Jesus was passing. She then became very intentional, made up in her mind what she was going to do. And then, like you said, she coached herself into understanding, if I do this, this is what I expect. In essence, she had an expectation. And here's what I like about this text, when that expectation and her faith connected with the source of power, the scripture uses the word immediately. And that's important because after 12 years, I'm thinking this girl was like, Look, by the 13th year, I'm going to be different. By this year, next year, I'm going to be whole. And so she put all of that faith into action. And and the scripture tells us in verse 29 that immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. But I liked what it goes on in verse 30. It says, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone. So the, the immediate reaction or what happened immediately was on both ends. She immediately knew she was healed. And Jesus immediately knew that power had gone out of him. What does that say in terms of, I always tell people that a lot can happen in a minute, right? But I feel this this text brings it down to a lot can happen in seconds. What do you feel about that? The immediacy of God is undeniable. We all have experiences where we know we have been changed, where we feel the power of God come over us. So I can only imagine what she felt in that moment. And all these years and all these generations later, that blood that reaches from the highest mountain to the lowest valley is still here transforming us and causing us to transcend. And so that immediacy is something that we are able to cherish because we don't, we don't have to wait for seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks when God is ready to show up, just as the scripture says. Some versions even say straightway, meaning like now. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that we have to, you know, rejoice about because her healing came at the split second. I, I, I like how you used the split second growing up. <laughs> and, and we know, um, having watched the Olympics and having watched our very own Shanae Mele Ubo won that race, we know the importance of split seconds, What can how your life can be changed in split seconds. I know that great athletes, um, they work on bringing the time down to make sure that, like you said, in split seconds, they're the one that ends up victoriously. And, and as we wrap up this session for today, I, I want us to, to just think about those of you uh, who are listening, and, and perhaps you're at a point where you want to give up. You're at a point where you've been dealing with a particular situation for a very long time. You're at a point where you haven't been self-coaching. You're at a point where you've lost your intentionality. Santina, what would you say, because we're going to be coming back next week to to finish, um, wrap up this story, but what would you say to somebody that's listening now and need a a, a word now to to give them the resilience, the intentionality, the, the, the faith that in split seconds, their life, their lives can change forever. I would say to anyone who's listening, who needs that uh, boost of resilience, to hide the word of God in your heart like never before. Especially in the times that we're living in, we need to have his word so hidden in our hearts so that when our backs are against the wall, we are able to pull a word 
pull some positive self-talk. Take that word that we have hidden and bring it to the light when it seems darkest. That is what we need to be doing in these times. We have to have we have to know his word, we have to have relationship, we have to have communion so that when the time is right and when it is needed, we are able to shine the light on his word so that those dark places can be illuminated. Well, thank you, Sandina, and thank you for listening. And we encourage you to come back next week on Sunday to listen to the continuation and the conclusion of this series. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.